0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include recession expectations, my interview with Vizio Lending's Jeff Ball on all things rental lending and debt service coverage ratio or DSCR lending, and the shift towards new home sales. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Vizio Lending. Vizio is the nation's premier lender for buy-and-hold investors with over $2.5 billion closed loans for single-family rental properties, including vacation rentals. Vizio is fast, simple, and dependable when it comes to financing rental properties. They believe time is money and strive to be upfront and consistent about their qualifications. Using a simple DSCR rather than a complicated NOI calculation, there are no tax returns or personal financial statements, and their pricing is set so you always know your rate. Learn more, including about Vizio's top-notch broker program, at wwwvizio economies have so far proved more resilient to rate hikes than most had expected, with the Fed's benchmark rate now north of 5%. There are several explanations for the phenomenon, ranging from pandemic-era forces and tight labor markets to wage gains and consumer spending. It also takes time for higher rates to filter through the economy, with many economists still anticipating a recession over the next 6 to 18 months if central banks extend their hiking cycles. The yield curve between the two-year treasury and 10-year treasury has widened by more than 100 basis points, marking the greatest disparity between the two instruments since late 1981. Looking forward, expectations stubbornly call for a recession starting in a few months various economic data are telling a far different story. Stronger than expected durable good orders data and an above consensus and highest year-to-date consumer confidence report for June released yesterday morning helped harden sentiment that the Fed will remain hawkish, with rates subsequently rising as a result. It was a busy day for data, most of which depicted continued strength and resilience in several corners of the US economy, including the May new home sales report that came in at 763,000 easily beating 665,000 estimates. That was the fastest annual rate of new home purchases in more than a year, and up 15.5% compared to May of last year. Markets also responded to the day's $43 billion five-year note auction, which went weaker demand than Monday's stellar two-year note sale. The May new home sales figures are consistent with the recent firming and home price growth and home builder optimism over the past few months. Steady buyer demand and low existing home supply continue to bolster the new home market across all regions. May saw the second largest increase on record for sales of new homes that have not yet been started, which surged to an annual rate of 195,000, the highest level since January of 2022. Also aiding home buyers is stalling home price growth. The Case Schiller Home Price Index reported an annual overall decrease of 0.2% in April. The median new home price fell 7.6% on a year-over-year basis to just over 416000 Well, while the average sales price fell 6.6% to 487000 Separately, FHFA reported that home prices rose 0.7% month-over-month in April and 3.1% on a year-over-year basis, though there were declines in the West and in the Mountain States. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show Vizio Lending's Jeff Ball to talk all things rental lending and debt service coverage ratio, or DSCR lending. Jeff Ball is Chief Executive Officer of Vizio Lending, where he's responsible for setting Vizio's overall strategy and direction. Prior to forming Vizio Lending, he founded Vizio's predecessor company, Econohomes. He also previously served as the global head of semiconductor investment banking at J.P. Morgan. Where his clients included some of the largest technology companies in the world, including Intel and Texas Instruments. Before JPE, he was a corporate securities attorney at Gray Carey Ware and Friedenrich, now DLA Piper, and he received his JD and MBA from Santa Clara
1: University. I want to start by talking about the differences between what we'd view as kind of traditional uh, primary lending to, to people out there versus rental lending, and how does financing a rental differ from financing a a primary or secondary residence? And I guess for potential applicants out there that might be listening, what should they know and take into account?
2: When somebody sets out to, I'll focus on purchasing an investment property to own it as a rental, they really have three main buckets of financing that they can focus on. So they can certainly go and get an agency loan, if the, that qualifies with Fannie and Freddie, um, or they can look typically for a bank portfolio product. Um, so working with a small regional bank that they might have a relationship or the, the topic that we'll spend time on today, uh, what's called an investor DSCR loan, which fits within uh, what's now referred to as non-qualified mortgage. And so when you compare it to financing a primary residence or a secondary residence, you know, I, the primary difference is going to be around uh, the qualification requirements. And so, you know, financing an investment property uh, through agency or a bank product is actually going to be slightly more complicated than financing your primary residence. And that's because if you, you try to finance an investment property with uh, an agency loan or a bank loan, um, you're going to have additional uh, documentation requirements typically around tax returns. Um, Real estate investors' tax returns often are quite complicated. You know, they have lots of lengthy additional um, sections in their tax returns. So, um, you know, one of the first main differences is you think about a DFCR loan, uh, an investor DFCR loan, and I'll just refer to it as DFCR, is that the documentation is simpler. Um, With a DFCR loan, we're going to be uh, qualifying the the loan on the basis of the property level cash flow rather than the borrower's personal uh, income. So we don't require tax returns. We don't require pay stubs. Um, And instead, when we think about the borrower's ability to repay the loan, we focus on the cash flow generated by the property in the form of the rent payment, And so DSDR loans are underwritten based on uh, the anticipated or the actual rent of the property that's being financed. Um, The second main difference with uh, using something like a a DSDR loan to finance an investment property is you can actually hold the title in a corporate entity, whether it's an LLC or a corporation. And for many investors, this is important and it's important for two reasons. One would be um, it it can offer an additional level of privacy as to who the owner is, um, and but more importantly, it's a way to segregate uh, risk um, and liability. And so, a lot of investors like to hold their properties uh, in legal entities rather than their personal names. And with a DSCR loan, you can do that. With an agency loan, you cannot. And then the third difference that I would highlight is on a DSCR loan, the one area where it's maybe slightly more complicated, um, and this would be true of any investment property, is the insurance requirements are different. So for a rental property, um, there are some special insurance requirements. Um, You can't just use uh, the same insurance that you would use on your primary residence or your second home. Instead, um, you need a a broader policy that protects the property um, and the borrower against a a larger set of what are referred to as perils. Um, You also need replacement cost insurance instead of actual cost. And then you need an additional rider that provides for what's called rent loss coverage, um, which basically just uh, provides that if something happens to the property, you get insurance for some amount of months of uh, rental payments. So those would be the the key differences. Um, I would say in some, you know, DSDR loans are easier to qualify for than an agency or bank loan for folks um, who are primarily or, you know, spending a meaningful amount of their time uh, investing in, in single family rental properties.
1: So when it comes to these investor DSCR loans, I, I want to dive in a little further here. There's different types of rental properties. There's one where I want to have a renter sign a six-month or a year-long lease, and then there's people that want a VRBO or Airbnb it. Is the underwriting different for those? Does it just come down to projected cash flow? Take take us uh, inside that a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. So in the industry, we refer to uh, them as long-term rentals or short-term rentals. So a long-term rental would be a home that you're going to rent to, to live in. Um, and you know, typically, it's a, a lease of three months or more. And then short-term rentals are what we you know more often refer to as vacation rentals or Airbnb rentals. And so um, this is an area where we were an early mover in this. Um, we've actually financed uh, nearly 700 million dollars of these. and so we we have actually been at the forefront of how do you act, how do you underwrite the rent for short-term rentals because it is different. On a long-term rental DSCR loan, the rent is either going to be the lower of the appraised rent, so the rent that um, shows up on the appraiser's uh, schedule, what's called a 1007, or the in-place rent, so on a long-term rental, lower of appraised or in-place rent. It's a bit more complicated on a short-term rental um, because you've got a couple of different scenarios. You've got a scenario where the property is already been being used as a short-term rental, or you've got a situation where the property is being converted from a, a second home, like a vacation home, but for personal use to a, an investment property, or you've got a property that's already been functioning as a vacation rental, On short-term rentals, um, you have to take a more holistic view uh, to get to an accurate uh, rental expectation for that loan. Um, And so we take into account a few different factors. If the property's already been used as a vacation rental, um, we have the rent rolls, and so we can look at that. Um, that's not dispositive because uh, the new owner may have may have more experience, may have uh, you know more capabilities where they can actually extract more um, rent out of it. But so existing rent rolls is useful. Um, second, if the if we're able to get an appraised rent from a licensed appraiser, we'll take that into account. The challenge there is most appraisers are used to to uh, appraising you know, properties for primary or secondary home use, not for vacation rental use. So often we get 10 or sevens that are maybe just don't make a ton of sense. And then the third thing we'll look at is other data sources. So there are some third party data sources out there that we'll use. And so we'll take all of those. Our underwriters, we have underwriters who have now done thousands of these, and we'll come up with what we think um, the gross annualized rent would be for that short-term rental. And then we will adjust it from there um, to try and uh, essentially... Um, reconcile it with um, what it would look like as a long-term rental because short-term rentals have higher operating expenses. So we'll adjust down the gross rents. So there is some, uh, there's quite a bit more that goes into determining um, the rents on short-term rentals, um, and that's the primary difference between financing a short-term rental versus a long-term rental on a DSCR loan.
1: Thank you for clarifying that. So the. The primary mortgage market. When I when I talk to originators out there, it's it's tough. Volumes are down, margins are down. Home home buyers are dealing with affordability issues and supply issues. Potential home sellers are locked into these interest rate these low interest rates and and don't want to move. What's going on in the the rental market currently? What kind of give us your uh, character, characterization of it or the, the synopsis of what's happening?
2: Yeah. So at a high level, it, certainly the market's slower than it has been over the last two years. So I think you know you, it's going to be down, but not down nearly what you would see in the the consumer mortgage space. One thing about real estate investors, and it's one of the, the aspects you know, that I enjoy so much about working in this space, is it, it's just astonishing that the number of different types of strategies that investors engage in. So they're constantly finding opportunities to buy properties, sell properties, uh, refinance properties. And, and so there's still a pretty robust activity level. Um, I think you know, investor purchases are certainly down pretty materially year over year. And I think we've seen a slowdown in um, the acquisition of short term rentals, which has been a, a booming market over the last two years. So, um, you know, so that's, but at the same time, there's also two countervailing forces here, you know, which has kind of favored our space, which is uh, agency financing has become much more restricted for investment properties. And then, as we've all seen, you know some of the the challenges in the banking market um, has certainly caused banks to pull back from uh, lending. And you know that's impacted particularly smaller and regional banks who were the banks that would provide uh, were a significant source of financing into this space. So while you know I think purchase volume is down, um, there's less competition from agency financing and bank financing in our space.
1: I want to talk about Vizio lending. For a minute here, and 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 the loan programs you offer and and financing strategies, can you take us inside your business and and uh, kind of your bread and butter and and what you're working on over there at Vizio Lending?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Vizio was actually, uh, we founded it back almost a little over 10 years ago. Uh, It had initially been the captive financing arm of a business that we founded back in 2006 that was um, buying and then reselling real estate all over the country. And so we came to the market. My background, I started out as a securities attorney in Silicon Valley. Then I was in the investment banking world at J.P. Morgan. Um, Visio really kind of brings together uh, two worlds. Um, We have a lot of experience working with small local investors, um, but we then also have kind of the Wall Street finance side of um, our organization. And so um, we were actually one of the early movers in DSCR loans uh, when non-QM was kind of getting off the ground um, after the Great Recession. And so we started making investor DSCR loans in 2015. Um, we were one of two originators that participated in the first non-QM uh, investor um, securitization back in 2016. And so, since then, we've actually completed 10 securitizations in the space, and we've originated about $2.5 billion in DSCR loans. So, this is our bread and butter. Um, we only do one thing at Vizio, which is we provide 30-year DSCR loans for single-family rental properties. Um, and we finance... Short term rentals and long term rentals. So as an organization, um, you know, this is, this is our bread and butter and it's our entire organization of about 160 people is built around financing single family rental properties. So when we talk about programs for us, um, we really, uh, we've got one program that we refer to as rental 360 and um, using that program we finance long-term rentals and we finance short-term rentals. And we do that all over the country.
1: Well, I was poking around your website a little bit, and I'm actually feel bad that I'm going to use the word program here after, after your answer there, but I, I saw that you have a broker program and a referral program. You tell us about those program programs, the wrong word for me to be using.
2: No, no, that's fine. Um, Yeah, here I would focus on our broker program. A lot of folks are interested in the DSCR space because it actually has a a smaller, I'll call it regulatory footprint. Um, It's actually DSCR loans in most jurisdictions look like a commercial loan that's written on top of a single family um, property. And so it's kind of this weird uh, kind of Frankenstein product. Um, But so for brokers, one of the things that's really interesting and exciting about DSCR loans is in most jurisdictions, brokers can actually originate uh, DSCR loans um, across state lines. There are a few states that require um, licensing for this type of, of product, California being the most notable. Um, but so this is a really interesting uh, opportunity for brokers, particularly in the current environment where everybody's you know looking for loans that they can do um and so for us um we're a very high touch lender and from the perspective of brokers you know we're experts in doing DSCR loans and brokers who come to work with us they get a dedicated account executive and we actually do all of the loan processing in house so we ask very little of the broker um and you know for most brokers they really appreciate that cuz they're not experts on um, you know, how we handle documentation, um, how the insurance works, how to work with corporate entities, those sorts of things. And so, um, you know, our brokers really appreciate the fact that we really do all the heavy lifting on the loan. Um, they get uh, compensated for the fact that they, you know, have the customer relationship and they bring it to us. And for them, you know, brokers, the brokers who get involved in this space, um, what they find out is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's different than working with consumers, where consumers tend to purchase houses every seven years or so. In our case, you know, investors are constantly buying and selling and refinancing product on um, properties, and so for brokers who do start to build a footprint in this space, what they find is they get this, you know, a much truer reoccurring revenue stream. And so, um, you know, brokers, I think, you know, really over the last year, we've seen a. a you know, a a surge of interest from the broker community and in the DSCR space, we've also seen a surge of competitors offering products um, and getting into the space, you know. And so, you know, I think where we differentiate ourselves is is we try to make like very simple for the brokers um, by doing all the heavy lifting for them.
1: Well, I know your clients are very happy, and that's evidenced by nearly 50% of your customers are repeat customers. And that was pretty cool to see when I was doing some some research on your company. What have you done so well to earn love from your clients? Share share some of that uh, secret sauce with
2: uh, my listeners
1: here, if you can.
2: Yes. So, I, when we you know, going back to twenty fifteen, when we looked at this space again, we had a lot of experience working with small investors, and and one of the observations that we had was you know, the financing options that were available to investors at that time were much more, I'll call them bespoke. You know, the way the deals got done was more similar to what you would see in commercial real estate finance, which is, you know, the investor brings the deal to a lender, describes what the deal is, and then the lender goes off and thinks about what it is that, what kind of financing and on what terms they would offer that to the investor. And so for investors who are looking to build a rental portfolio, that's a problematic, um, Product offering because it leaves them with tremendous uncertainty. They're out. It's hard to identify good investment properties, and you know they identify the opportunity, and then they got to go work their their um, relationships with their lenders to see if they can get it financed. And so, what we really you know set off to do was convert financing from a variable into a constant. We wanted to provide a programmatic product into the market. Um, we're very early in the discussions. You know, the the investor knew, hey, Vizio offers this type of financing. And if I can find deals that fit in this box, Vizio will finance that. And I'll know exactly what the key terms are, what my maximum LTV will be and what my rates will be. And so I think, you know, we've spent a lot of time trying to um, create much greater certainty at the front end of the process for investors so that, you know, that the financing, again, turns into something that they, it's more of a constant that they can build their box around and go out and identify products, properties to invest in. And so I think that's been a very successful strategy for us. Um, And, uh, you know, that coupled with, again, we only do one thing. And so we've got very, you know, fast term times. We get loans done in this space um, in a month, a calendar month, which is really pretty fast for anything that's not in the middle of the agency fairway. Um, and so, you know, you take those two things and you couple it with our target customer base and our actual customer base typically been investing for 10 years and own more than 10 properties. And we get a lot of repeat business and a lot of repeat customers. And it's for us, it's tremendous fun to just see these, uh, these investors, you know, go off and achieve their goals, you know, which for many of them is they're looking to create, you know, retirement, uh, incomes and those sorts of things. And so, um, yeah, it's 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 very rewarding to see investors actually meet their objectives.
1: I'm very happy to hear about that success. Very happy to hear that it's fun and rewarding. and also very happy that you took some time to talk to me today. I found this highly informative and uh, want to thank you for coming on, Jeff.
2: Robbie. It was a, a pleasure, and we really appreciate what you guys do for the industry. You guys provide a lot of good value and service to the industry, so keep up the good work. Thanks for having us on. Thank you.
0: On the central bank front, ECB President Christine Lagarde indicated yesterday that the European Central Bank will likely hike rates in July and that additional rate hikes may be required to thwart inflation. That largely echoes the Fed's message that rates are likely to remain elevated through 2024. However, there have been some Fed members that think the Fed should stand pat, such as Atlanta Fed President Raphael Bostic. Quote, My baseline is that we should stay at this level for the rest of the year to assess the impacts of the Federal Reserve's rate-hiking cycle on the real economy, he said. Market participants are slowly capitulating to the Fed's higher rates for longer theme as pricing in Fed funds futures have largely priced in another 25 basis points rate hike at the upcoming July meeting. That said, markets continue to price in nearly a 1 in 3 chance that the Fed pulls an about face and cuts rates by a quarter percentage point by December. Mortgage applications from MBA kicked off today's economic calendar, increasing 3.0% from one week earlier, with the week's results including an adjustment for the Juneteenth holiday. We've also received advanced indicators for May with the goods trade deficit down to $91.1 billion, which could add to GDP, wholesale inventories up 0.8%, and retail inventories also up 0.8%. Strong. Later today brings remarks from Fed Chair Powell in Portugal and Treasury auctions of $22 billion reopened two year FRNs and $35 billion of seven year notes. We begin the day with Agency MBS prices a few ticks or 30 seconds better, the 10 year yielding 3.73 after closing yesterday at 3.77%, and the two years at 4.74%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Martin and his wife Debbie walk into a dentist's office. Martin says to the dentist, Doc, I'm in one heck of a hurry. I have three buddies sitting out in my car waiting for us to play golf, so forget about the anesthetic. I don't have time for the gums to get numb. I just want you to pull the tooth and be done with it. Today's Friday and we have a 10 a.m. tea time, and it's at the best golf course in town. It's 9.15 already. So the dentist thought to himself, My goodness, this surely is a very brave man asking to have a tooth pulled without using anything to kill the pain. So the dentist asks Martin, Which tooth is it, sir? Martin turned to his wife and says, open your mouth and show dear. (laughs) Thanks again to today's sponsor, Vizio Lending. Vizio has originated over 14,000 DSCR loans for long and short-term rental properties. They offer qualifications based on DSCR rather than personal DCI, so no tax returns or complicated NOI calculations. Through their top-rated broker program, Vizio brokers can earn up to 5%.